Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, and here we are straight after the... Lions Crusaders game, immediate post-match reaction. Yes. By the way, nice top, Phil. Uh, thank you, my. What? What is it? Uh, England. It's not orange. England training vest. And is that from the children's range? Because it's, uh, <laughs> it's a tiny bit tight, isn't it? Well, it's a little bit tight up up top and a little bit baggy around the bottom, which hum- is just the way I like it. Humble brag. Humble brag. <laughs> right, mate. We're not going to put our hands free because uh, for hands free, hands in, and put on th- three because I think it's a bit passe. So here we go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, a podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. This is your very special post-match Lions podcast. As usual, thank you so much for following us on Acast, finding us on Twitter at, hang on, I always get this bit wrong, Rugby Podcast, not the Rugby Podcast, at Rugby Podcast, and most importantly, thank you for leaving your reviews on iTunes. Tim will be back on Sunday and I'm sure he'll read read one out. Or if not, he'll make one up, which is just as important. <laughs> so where do we stand then, Phil? We are now post-game. Yeah. Um, what's your immediate reaction to this? Um, overall, fairly positive. So I think we've seen a number of probably test combinations in this team. Yep. Probably the half-backs. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the front row. Yep. Probably the uh, key line-out components, as in Jamie George, George Cruis, Alan Wynne-Jones, and Toby Faletau. Um And certainly, some of the game was very, very positive. Specifically, the simple basics. So, defence was was very good. Yep. Didn't give an attacking Crusader sign, uh, side an inch for, for most of the game. The scrum and line-out were generally very positive. There was a couple of scrums where... where uh, we gave away penalties, but overall the scrum was positive. Do you feel that they turned this... It, well, do you feel that they played this game on their terms? Because that's how it feels to me. They turned the w- Southern Hemisphere game into a Northern Hemisphere game. So, I was thinking about this during the game, actually, and I was getting a bit frustrated because those positives I've mentioned, mm-hmm. g- great. The negative was Lions completely lacked cutting edge in attack. But then I kind of thought, well, the test series in particular it is the most high pressure it's almost knockout rugby 
it's you've got to have a lot of composure. You've got to have a lot of the test series is yeah. The test series is yeah. yeah. And this is these games while they're a slightly lower level, it's not much lower level, but they are preparation for that test series. So I was initially bemoaning the facts and in this game and against the Blues that lines didn't play much attacking rugby, mm. but perhaps it's the sensible thing to do to keep it simple, keep the patterns. Um, I keep it close, rely on the kicking game, rely on the good set piece, the physicality, the defence. So, uh, probably somewhere in between. Well, let's spin this back to our last podcast when we were talking about the result between the Lions and the Blues. Yeah. And where I look at this is, they lost against the Blues, but the performance was significantly better than the Barbarians. And I said, I'd be happy for a loss against Crusaders if the performance was better. And I think, undeniably, they've stepped it up a gear. They have in every aspect, apart from that attack. Do you re- See, I don't think the attack was that bad. Well, They started to run some patterns early doors, which looked a little bit Saracens-esque, having the playmaker out the back. They have they offer nothing in the 22. Um, that, that, that's the other thing. Not, even their catch and drive was, pre- were, uh, was pretty weak. But in all the other areas, I, I'm kind of with you here. It's... It's a huge improvement. I mean, I'm actually staggered. I thought they would lose every one of the provincial games. <laughs> I know you did. And I thought you're this, very vocal vocal about that. I as thought well. this Crusaders game would be another another twenty point loss. I'm not saying they've already had a twenty point loss. What I am saying <laughs> is I thought they'd all be twenty point twenty point <laughs> losses. Yeah. Um, no, for me, they they did some good patterns in attack. I mean, the key measure for attack is how many tries did you score mm. and they did make some good clean breaks and then failed to finish them off the the standard drop ball which wasn't especially standard's fault but it's an Anthony Watson break he gave the ball too early to Sexton who was mm. 10 yards behind him Sexton cuts in offers it up to um to CJ knock on and chance blown but there was a, there was a few like that now <laughs> do you know who the real loser was today <laughs> Uh, not the hacker. <laughs> Actually, one of the better hackers. Okay. Um. So not the hacker. It is the people who spout cliches about rugby. They were the big losers today. Okay. So the thing which defined the Chiefs game was their huge error count. I mean, on both oh sides. yeah. But isn't the thing that we go around saying, "Oh, New Zealand, amazing skills. Don't make errors. Oh, they always you know play with you know heads up from from the age of." Four and a half, they've got not one rugby ball, but two <laughs> rugby balls in their hands <laughs> at at all times. At all times, you know, in maths and you know, everything. <laughs> um, some of the basic skills were woeful. I mean, they were really, really poor. Yeah, and if so, if you watch Crusaders this season, they have been the best team in Super Rugby. They, they've been brilliant, and yeah. they've some of their attacking play, but also some of the close games that they've closed out against the Chiefs, against the Highlanders, against the Canes. Um, but today was like a different team, and I'd. You try and think, why is what? What is that a function of? Two things: the weather was awful. Yeah, but but, but that should only New Zealand all the time. I mean, that should like, only be yeah. The, the weather was awful. That should only be part of it. It's like Anglesey if it has moved north by you know, a few <laughs> hundred miles. So that that is a contributing factor, but it's not significant. I think then you have to say, well, what's the difference between that defence they were facing mm. and most Super Rugby defences? I think you're on something. And yeah. that that was the. That is the biggest component of the, that, and that's that is a real positive. That's probably one of the biggest positives the Lions can take out of this was that 
that physical suffocating almost saracens-esque defense that didn't give didn't give the crusaders much chance to play the rugby they wanted right phil i'm gonna go from this from a slightly different angle now how hard do you think this game was to win for the crusaders psychologically and let me just expand on that point a bit you say that they've won a lot of close games against the highlanders against the hurricane in fact against everyone because they're unbeaten right yeah, they've they've won some big by some big scores against some of the weaker teams, but against the New Zealand teams in those close games, they've come out on top every time this season. So, if you're playing and you're the Crusaders and you can basically score at will, both teams can score at will, but you know you can score a little bit more than they can, and that's basically what what has happened a lot of the time. How demoralising must it be if you don't feel you can score? So. Yeah, I think that is a very, very good point. I think there's one point in the game that was uh, a real reflection of that. It was when two minutes to go on the clock in the first half, they get a penalty directly in front of the sticks, and it was 9-3. Yeah. And almost every team in every game would take the three points in that situation. Mm. I, I can't think, other than a Barbarians game, I can't think of a single situation, be it a dead rubber or a Champions Cup final, where the team would kick for the corner. But Crusaders kicked for the corner, and it felt like it was because they were frustrated because they hadn't had an opportunity to score a try up until that point, and that's what they do. They score tries. I wonder if they just considered, or they just thought, hey, these chances come really easily for us most of the time. Yeah. And then they didn't really get another chance after that. Yeah. So, yeah, Uh, from Crusaders' point of view, I don't know if they under, I don't know if they underperformed, if they overestimated themselves, or if the Lions just suffocated them. But ultimately, I don't actually think it was. Possible. No, it wasn't. I, I'm I'm going to put to bed this cliche of, oh look at the skills. I mean, maybe <laughs> they do have great skills if they if they're under no pressure. No defensive pressure. Yeah. In perfect conditions. Yeah. Well, not even in. Yeah, it's. I think it is more the pressure. Um. Yeah. <laughs> now another really interesting aspect of this game was the quality of the Crusaders pack. Yeah. Front five in, in particular were tremendous. Yeah. Or are tremendous. They weren't tremendous in this game, but they are but they are tremendous players. Facing up against the Lions. It felt to me like a non traditional forward battle. So Okay. Whereas, you know, you think about a premiership game, before, you know, there's you've got that grind, you know, of like one up rugby and you know, it that's more traditional. This felt like tell me how this felt. This felt like two rugby league packs go, go, <laughs> going at it. I'm I'm the opposite. I think there's more of that traditional grind. The problem was both team made a lot of enforced errors. So they were they were trying because neither pack tried to do anything creative or athletic or spectacular. They were trying to do the, those simple things, mm-hmm. but the as we said, a combination less of the weather, more of the the physicality and the the situation meant that they didn't string those phases together. Yeah. And I think that really messed them up. Yes, yeah. they didn't really have. I mean, once you cut them off at source, they didn't have any answer about what to do with their backs. Yeah, but their backs offered nothing. Yeah, very little. They made a couple of good breaks, um, but not many. So, if the Crusaders have, I don't know, what was it, four World Cup winners, and they've got Something, a, f- yeah. a front five that could be could be all blacks. Yeah, that that is international caliber front five. No matter how, no matter which way you slice it. Do you think then, it is? A reasonable assumption to say you can beat the All Blacks playing the way that the Lions did today, using that sort of strategy. So that is where I'm at. 
Uh, and how I think all blacky are the Crusaders. I think so. They, they are pretty all blacky, and they have got international quality right throughout. And I think that's where Gatland is. Yeah, I think he's realised the only way he's going to do it is effectively playing that that simple style that they did today. You get the dominance of the set piece that allows you the the territory, and it allows you to eke out points like they did today. Yeah, it's not pretty, but it is. It's beautiful. If you win games, that is pretty. Yeah. Let's flip over. We've spent a lot of time talking about Crusaders, which is weird because I know nothing about them really. Um, <laughs> so let's flip over to the Lions. Um, although I've just criticised the backs for the Crusaders not doing much, we didn't really see much from the Lions backs. Ben Taylor aside. So actually, let's let's talk about this. Um, yeah. Who was who was good? Okay. Back back line. I thought Theo and Williams did well. Yep. Um, Murray and Farrell were interesting. They had some brilliant touches, mostly with the boot. The the big combination, big um, contribution from those two was mostly with the boot. Um, I don't think they had brilliant games either of them with the hands, and it felt like they were always half a yard ahead or half a yard behind, or certainly the combination of those ball handlers and the runners. The pass was half a yard ahead or half a yard behind. Yeah, and that. It doesn't help. Um, in the pack, anyone jump out from you? In the pack, oh Falatel, Falatel Falat- again was just super. I think he's massively playing his way into a starting berth, which it would be eight or six. I mean, I suspect I, it's going to be eight. It'll be eight. I think he would have been the starting six, or should have been the starting six if Billy was around. Yeah. But I think he's definitely, definitely starting eight. Now, just to back up your point, there's a you know a lot of anecdotal evidence coming through the Facebook live stream. Hello again, Facebook live, <laughs> uh, m- who are hugely in support of your views uh, regarding tail. So, uh, playing very well. Why yep. is he good enough for Lions twelve, but not good enough for England twelve? Uh, Gatlin wants slightly something slightly different to Eddie Jones. Right. I think it's I think it's that simple. Eddie Jones wants two ball players, two kickers. Gatlin wants. Uh, a f- big physical ball carrying twelve. I tell you what, I mean, yes, he is big. He is physical. He's not massively big and physical, is he? He's not Jamie Roberts big and physical. I'd say he's not. He's not quite as big as Jamie Roberts, as in he's not six four and eighteen stone. Yeah, he's pretty physical. He is. He, yeah, he, pretty physical, he's, but he's not Jamie Roberts physical. I well, well, yeah. Um, he's not the, I, the morning Nadola physical, or I, he's not. 20 stones. Yes. <laughs> but Jamie, Jamie Roberts isn't Namani Nadolo physical. But I would say... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, uh, there's physicality, and then there's physicality for physicality's sake. Yeah, and then there's then there's effectiveness. So Jamie Roberts was probably 
certainly recently ended up on the physicality for physicality's sake side, which is why he averages three yards per carry. Yeah. Whereas Ben Teal combines the physicality, or certainly last couple of games, he's combined the physicality with the effectiveness. And that's that's better than just out-and-out physicality. Yeah, I think he's spot on. Uh, I think he's also shown us he's such a good player because you know, he does add that bit of bosh, but his feet are so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one small thing. I've not really seen him have much of an effort, uh, uh, have many efforts distributing the ball particularly effectively. Question then. How much of that is down to Bentio's limitations and how much of it is down to purely to the game plan is not not to use him as a distributor? Yeah, get over the damn gain line. Yeah, put a bit Shut of feet, go. Dr- leg drive, leg drive, leg drive, make the yards. That could well be that could well uh, well be the case. I love the pairing with him and Davis. I think yeah. Davis is looking class, even though he went off early. Yeah. For the most uh, accomplished 13. It's, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um and I, it was disappointing to see him go off early for the HIA, um, and then obviously not come back back on subsequently because that you want it does feel like they're in the driving seat for the test positions mm-hmm. at the moment, and you want your combinations playing together when you get the chance. Now I'm going to say something stupid, but it's never stopped me before. <laughs> when you're picking a side, um, especially the Lions, it does feel like they've gone for names rather than rather than people to do a, an actual job. So let me just clarify what I mean now. If your game is going to be box kicking, sure, by all means start Colin Murray. Didn't have his best game today, but he was effective enough. And his box kicking was, some of his kicks were superb. Yeah. Why not take your third scrum half as someone like Wigglesworth? Because if that's your game, who <laughs> better to execute that game plan? Who who would do better than Wigglesworth? Uh, probably no one. I would say that Laidlaw... Has not got that box kicking game. He's he is very good at that box kicking game. Uh, is he? If he's as good as Wigglesworth, no one is. No, he's not. He's definitely not as good as Wigglesworth, but he is a very good. He does do that kicking controlling game very well. And now here's one to really confuse you. <laughs> what does Anthony Watson do, which is su- substantially better than Rocket Gooney? <laughs> um. So that break. When he slowed down, passed the ball twenty yards, drifted to to get the defenders across, then passed the ball twenty yards back to Sexton. Rockadagoony would have finished that off. Okay, I have no doubt. Yeah. So, that, so that's something Rockadagoony does better. What does what does Watson do better than Rockadagoony? Because he doesn't seem to play fullback particularly competently. I think he will be a great fullback. But I think he is. For like three years. He isn't now. Yeah. Then when did he, he first isn't. pop on the scene? Uh, World Cup. Just yeah, before but, but, World Cup. yeah. Before we're saying, that, yeah, this guy's going to be the best fullback in the world, and it just hasn't happened. No. His pace gets him out of a lot of danger. Yeah, yeah. So you know, but like one of the balls he like bounced today was criminal. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it is actually criminal in the eyes of the legal justice system, <laughs> but metaphorically, <laughs> it was awful. Um, w- with that said, though, so I had. I'm a huge Rocket Aguni fan. Um and I I can't believe he's not even on the England tour at the moment as one of the best four yeah. atta- four wingers in England. Or well, if you take Noel Daly and Watson out of the equation, one of the best seven wingers in England. Yep. <laughs> what? Um but when if you just look at the Lions squad in isolation, I'd say that uh Watson is probably the most attacking, or sorry, best at attacking, if he gets some space, if he gets yeah. 
time I, I of, of all those wingers because you've got so George North is not playing well at right. all. Yes, let's talk about George North. Well, the other wingers, Noel is great. Uh, some brilliant things and is the best worker around. Daly has been brilliant. Seymour is very good, but none of those are potentially as explosive or dangerous as as Watson. But then Watson's probably not quite as good as Rocco Aguni in that attacking situation. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm glad you brought up North. Yeah. did pretty much nothing today. He did a lot of kick chasing. Well, no, he did some kick chasing. Yeah, he did some kick chasing. But that's that's that was my overriding memory of his involvement today. I'm confused about this. I understand if you use North because you want to get him in space and do what he, do what he's good at. Now he does play on a team Northampton that don't do that. Yeah, Wales aren't particularly good at doing that. Yep. I can't see Gatland making his building his line squad to do that. And Rob Howley is the attack coach. So <laughs> all things combined, it looks unlikely that George North is going to be a good version of George North. But who knows? He, you know, he's incredibly talented. Maybe he can make it work. Um, if you're looking for a kick chaser, and that is your game plan, why not Noel? Because as you pointed out, he works. He works so hard. Noel, Seymour, Daly. Yeah. If, if you're going to play, like, and Liam Williams obviously is well, very Liam good at Williams that. Liam Williams definitely is suited to that game. Yeah. Uh, Noel is suited to that game. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you who else is suited to that game. Um, it's Dan Bicker. Dan Bicker is world <laughs> class at kicking kick, uh, kick kick Yeah, yeah. He, he, he genuinely is. Yeah. I I'm not saying pick him, but if you really want to kick and chase, there is nobody better. Yeah, yeah. Thro- throwing up um, a high ball. And George North, the frustrating thing for me is in this kind of, so we've we've identified that the Lions played a particular way. They 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 tried to grind it out, albeit they weren't always particularly uh, effective because they turned the ball over after yeah. five phases half the time. But George North. There's no point just having him kick chasing or standing on the wing if you're playing that kind of game. Zero. Bring him inside the 10, outside the 10, inside the 12. Have him taking some weight off the forwards because he's as big as half of those yeah. forwards. And they, they, didn't have a, they didn't seem to have a contingency for that, did they? No. They didn't seem to have any platform for those wingers to get involved. George North is very good. I mean, Liam Williams is actually very good at looking for uh, gaps and coming off his wing and working. But neither of them did that. That, in fairness, could be down to the fact that this is just a new team. Yeah, but yeah, and Jack Noel. So Jack Noel is normally brilliant at doing that. Mm. He did not do it particularly effective on Wednesday, which is the normal thing that stands out for Jack Noel is his work rate and getting into those positions, looking for the work and taking those offloads or those inside balls. But George Noel to be effective in this kind of game, which we can only expect the test match will be this kind of game, he has to has to go looking for work, and he's not doing it. Right, let's wrap this up. Two final questions for you. I'll go with the first one. What do the Lions have to improve on for next game? What what would be progress for you? Um, fewer errors. So keep keep your scrum line out defense. Tick tick tick. Yep. Happy with all of that. Fewer errors, mm-hmm. and I think as a consequence of that, we'll start to see a bit more attacking because the more phases you can string together the m- the more gaps there will be in the opposition defence but I'll, ho- I'll hold off on the the more attacking for now just fewer errors okay I, I can I can agree with that fewer errors is obviously going to be critical for anyone uh, yeah more attacking shape and just you know generally just a little uh, 5% better hit, uh, hit here and there you know a little bit more on the set piece they're rounding into a nice team far far better 
and far faster than I thought. I thought this would be the last ever Lions tour because <laughs> they'd get beaten so badly. So ew, what do I know? Um, who has played themselves into a potential starting role? Who are the ones who really put their hands up? So, Falatau definitely. Yep. He's looking like a Lions captain. I mean, like, if you were to do it again and look purely at performance, you go, yeah. that guy is good. Yeah. I don't think, I've never seen the motivational speaking type thing, the leadership type role, other than you lead by example in yeah, your performances. Some, so I don't think you even think Sam Warburton is particularly a motivational leadership type speaker. He's a doer. I, I, he is a good speaker when you see him at press co- press conferences. Mm. Um, but then I've never seen Falato in that role, so I'm yeah. o- I've o- I'm only saying I've not seen it because I've never seen him attempt it. So Falato, um, probably Jamie George and Mako Vanapola. Jamie George, hundred percent. Mako, I think he worked so hard today. Yeah, he did. He not he was not always I mean, no good enough, but not dominant. Not enough to say yeah, you're definitely the guy. Yeah, you're most likely the guy. Um, Be- because if yeah. Thing is with Mako, he has to work hard, undoubtedly, but he has to do a little bit more than work hard. He's got to get over the game line, he's got to impact in his tackles. And the reason he's got to do that is because his replacement in Marla can work harder. So yep. if you're just going to go for an out and out work rate battle, Marla's going to beat you. If you're going to go a load of work rate, which he's already got, and but then get those extra bits. Dominant carries and the handling, which is something yeah. that, that Vunapola can do. We didn't see any of it today. No. But he can do. So he's got to have all that, plus he's got to have more. Because you, I don't think many people can beat Marler in just an out-and-out work-rate battle. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, not quite... Not nailed on. More than likely, but not nailed on. I think George is looking great. I think Palatel is looking great. I think... Um, two early tell the fly halves. That's it. Yeah, just two. Yeah, and then Ben Teal is probably currently in the driving seat but i'm certain that henshaw will have something to say about that Mm. um just to flip that slightly is there anyone who started that game because this is probably the closest we've seen to the test team is there anyone that started that see that game that we you don't think will be anywhere near the test team good question omani was ineffective he was sean o'brien was ineffective yeah. So those two, I mean, obviously Sam Warburton's going to come in. So one of them, one of them's out. Going to go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So one of those two yeah. is definitely not going to be in. Uh, yeah. That's just you know, that's just logical deduction. Yeah. But they also didn't play particularly well. Yeah. They've not. Neither of them. Because if you're going to get rid of one of them. Yeah. Neither of them has really kind of stood up to be. I'm. I'm your man. Yeah. In terms of backs, I think the North is slowly fading away. So I'm with you on North. Um, Stuart Hogg. So obviously he went. <laughs> yeah. He went. He went off. Uh, Watson came on, which is <laughs> one of the most unlucky injuries. But we don't judge intent. No. We judge actions. Yeah. So off, go. Should be gone. It's reckless. Reckless. It, it, it definitely was reckless. Definitely reckless. So, um, so Hogg, he didn't play well in the first game. He looks a little out of shape to me. Um, all, albeit, going into the tour, I think everyone thought he was the nailed on 15. Yeah, Hogg is having a tour reminiscent of Ian Bolshaw. Um, I can't remember which tour. The 2001. Now, now is that the, was that the Australia That's tour? That's Australia tour, yeah. That was like, so 
After they won the World Cup. Is it two? No. Is that no. Sure it was after they won the World, World Cup. But in 2000, 2005 was that? Yeah. Okay. In Bolshoi just had this horrible tour where just nothing really worked for him. And I'm wondering if this is going to be the story of, of Hogg. So he had that terrible game. Then he kind of gets back into a little bit of form. And then his mate elbows him in the face. <laughs> and I just, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all kind of... Uh, no, I'm not looking forward to seeing how it unravels. Uh, I very much hope he picks back his form in a couple of games time and so do I because Hogg on form is one of the best in the world he's a brilliant attacking fullback completely agree so uh, yeah let's wrap it up there so if you want to join in on the conversation we are at Rugby Podcast follow follow us on Acast also if you want to actually see us do this you want to see Phil's nice tight children's top um, (laughs) pre-gym I assume it is pre-gym, yeah. Uh, yeah, fi- find us on Facebook and follow the Facebook live feed. Next time you'll hear us is on Monday, or on, uh, unless you're listening to this on Monday, which you've got two, maybe you're listening to this on Tuesday. Who knows? Mm. But we'll be back on Sunday with our regular podcast. We'll be talking about England. We'll be talking about Scotland are playing this, this weekend. Scotland, Italy, Australia beat Fiji, Fiji this morning. Japan yeah. beat Romania oh, did th- they? this morning. Yeah. Um, oh, and there's a whole host, like France, South Africa. Um, a whole host of other things to talk out about, plus the usual transfer news, speculation, and games. Excellent. That will be out Monday. So until then, let the boys play. Bye-bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.